0: Oh, man. Oh, man. I see
1: you?
2: you? <laughs> I see you dancing backstage there. Like with the. bottom. we well,
0: get into that. Y'all, if you're a regular viewer and you love that theme song, first of all, give a one in the chat just to say what's up. Two, wish a happy birthday to producer Aaron Thomas. It is a belated happy birthday, but we didn't wish it to him last week. We didn't wish it to him last week. Tell me, me too we are bad comedy
2: oh, damn we are bad
0: Aaron Thomas we love you we appreciate you <laughs> if y'all like watching Benzinga news Benzinga TV, <laughs> this man makes it happen uh so drop a one in the chat drop a happy birthday AT in the chat we love him Javi how was your weekend brother
2: I mean, you just ruined my week, right? I, I was I was texting out like, "Hey, should we maybe vacation with the guys or something? Let's let's find something <laughs> fun to do." It was his birthday. <laughs> I didn't even acknowledge it.
0: Yeah, see, we're terrible. We are terrible people. If you agree that Javier and I are terrible people, once again, drop a line in the chat. It's it's understandable. Oh it, it is understandable. But Javier, my man, it's already been a busy week in cannabis. <sighs> My God. Y'all, if you don't know, if you haven't kept up with the cannabis news, earnings season is upon us.
2: It is here. Big time.
0: Oh, we had so many. Re- we had probably five notable reports at the start of the day today, and I think more have come out since. But
2: Javier, That's crazy. initial
0: takeaways, man. I, I mean, what, what's your thoughts
2: so far? I mean, I'm, I'm specifically looking right now at at, at relief. <laughs> Um, Curaleaf Holdings is C U R A in Canada and C U R L F on the OTC. Um, pretty good results, um, record-breaking second quarter. Um, they they were helped pretty heftily by the launch of adult use in Jersey. Yeah, uh, Boris Jordan, the executive chairman of Leaf, pointed to what he called a historic 420. Uh, And the company is bouncing back from earlier headwinds, growing revenue, adjusted EBITDA. So overall, it was pretty, pretty interesting. And also, you know, following the earnings, they they announced that they're continuing to expand internationally with the acquisition of 55 percent of 420 Pharma GMBH. Uh, That is a Germany based um, company. It's a fully EU, GMP and GDP licensed German producer and distributor of medical cannabis um, and the idea is, is for career to eventually acquire complete control of 420 Pharma within two years I of know. the commencement of adult use in Germany. Uh, which is not a big if, but a big when. And um, Aaron, are you able to
0: chart while we're talking about this? C U R L F guys for OTC <laughs> C U R L F, uh, if possible, but keep going, Javi.
2: No, not, not a lot more. I mean, just, you know, uh, going back to earnings a little bit, the, you know, Curalee, Massachusetts-based cannabis company beat estimates for the second quarter revenue reaching $338 million compared to 312 in the same period last year. Uh, and our, one of our favorite analysts, uh, Pablo Swanich, at Cantor Fitzgerald, came out with a report following the earnings, as we have learned and come to expect. Uh, and maintained an overweight rating on cool leaf stock. This is not my recommendation in any way. But according to one of the best analysts in the cannabis industry, Cool relief is an overweight, uh, although the price target is now set at thirteen dollars and seventy cents. Um, and and Pablo Swanich arguing that although Cantor does not believe in the long-term uh, plan with interstate commerce, uh, bigger retail and, and 3 tier system, they do see um, they do see a cool relief dominating this space in a pretty significant way.
0: There were a few things, Aaron, Can you hit the two day chart for me on there? If, if we got that, I think we do.
2: Um,
0: this is super interesting to me, Javi. And the reason being is that big boost right there is pre earnings, and it's after they settled a lawsuit with Jushi. I guess I don't know if people are just really excited for that, but or maybe people are just really excited for pre earnings. Um, but it was interesting to me. And then you have uh today, which was re- relatively flat until this afternoon, uh, mm-hmm. when it went, bumped up a little bit. So, overall, just one of the more interesting uh responses I think I've seen in a bit to an MSO earnings uh from the market. But uh, I just do want to call oh, out, you gosh, can. you're cracking my. Myself up, man. I was about to say my my ass, but can we cuss here? I don't know. Uh, you're cracking me up, man. But Javi, another last thing we talk about Pure Leaf here internationally. I thought this was a super interesting um, note from Pablo as well in, in his release. Was um, they are, they're they're not really comparable yet to Tilray to Aurora internationally. However, compared to their other MSOs, uh, they have that international. Outlet that European outlet, so it's interesting yeah. to consider them uh, in compare in comparisons to both. They have access to both markets, which is something yeah. that really. It's only them, right?
2: I mean, and honestly, over the the medium and longer term, I do see them. I do envision them having more capital to deploy uh, and continue to expand internationally versus Tilray or Canopy or some of the Canadian players. Not because fundamentally, they're better or worse, but because you know investor confidence seems to be uh, you know kind of ske- skewing toward mSOs and their potential to to dominate internationally. And to be fair, u uh, s. companies tend to to dominate uh, globally when they set their sights on 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 international markets, right? yeah
0: well, let, let's let's not go into every earnings report because we'd be here until tomorrow. Um, but I think maybe some favorites and some not so favorites. I thought Acreage came out with a pretty positive report overall. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't impressed nor horrified at Merrimed's, thought it was fine. <laughs> um, uh, any any that are sticking okay. out to you? Yeah. I thought Merrimed's, what they did in Q2 was awesome. It just the numbers were that- somewhat flat.
2: I mean, MerMind is 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 undergoing right a, kind of a restructuring, right? We know that 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 they're they're recalibrating their their direction. By the way, we're talking about MRMD, um, but overall, I, I think it's it's an interesting play to keep an eye on in the U.S. for smaller players, right? Um, and and the the figures are okay. Like EBITDA is down, which I, I am not a big fan of, but
0: big time. I big like time how they're doing like in terms
2: billion. of. Of, of recalibrating their business model and their focus. AFC Gamma had okay earnings. Chicago Atlantic did okay. Nothing really standing out. Village Farms is considerably down. I don't know if on Earnings or or some other news I, out of Illinois.
0: Their Canadian cannabis numbers were record, Oof. which is interesting. So the fact that they're down so much is is very interesting um Actually, yeah,
2: i want to ask the chat like what what are you seeing today for canadian cannabis talks i was i was checking out you know moves earlier today down by double digits like you know tillery and canopy and village farms like every major canadian operator seems to be down big today um some are attributing that to a lawsuit and. in, in in Illinois, which to me doesn't make a lot of sense, but at the same time, can, uh, Canadian cannabis stocks, because they are trading on major exchanges, tend to react to U.S. news as if they were U.S. companies. What so, was the like jump? many times even more?
0: Like Javi, a lot of this looks like some sort of correction from a jump that, at the start of the week,
2: driven by by better earnings, right? Like better results. So I mm. I'm I'm still pretty perplexed when it comes to. To what's going on there? Um, well, also, uh,
0: Weed Maps okay. earnings comes out this week. If you want to look at the tech side, GTBIF, I mean, probably the winner so far uh, of the of the earnings season. Yes. I mean, overall, I think after looking at their earnings and and you know their past earnings, you have to assume uh, and if not just know that they probably have the best balance sheet just in cannabis in general right now. Yeah, I mean, is that is that too far off for me to say?
2: No, I I think honestly, uh, just like the 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 way they they have been performing is is incredible. Uh, analysts seem to be quite positive on Green Thumb as well. Um, we're talking about Pablo Swanich earlier. I think it, uh, GTI is his top pick for U.S. Uh, operators. Um, it's it's a very interesting company, I think. But again. It might be affected by this, this lawsuit I was talking about in Illinois uh, related to collusion and social equity. Um, mm-hmm. I will have more details for you on Thursday. I also see Lord Byron saying um, Trulieve is reporting this week, right? Um,
0: Terrasend on August 11th.
2: Terrasend as well. Um, um, yeah. um, don't, don't sleep on I'm uh, um, They've been performing
0: pretty, pretty well this year, all in all. You know, I, I'm not sure exactly what the share price is doing today, but TCN and F on the OTC, they are overall having a pretty, about as good as you can year with the current market sentiment, which is not fantastic um, in Sorry. cannabis. But I think they're setting yeah. themselves up well.
2: So they're reporting this week as well. And uh, I'm going to ask Kim Rivers to join us on Thursday just so that we can break down the Thursday. Not Thursday. Uh, well, not maybe Thursday. We, can, we have, we have a panel.
0: Speaking of social equity, this is a good time for us to announce, friends, we have a panel this Thursday at four o'clock Eastern where we discuss with industry leaders. It's in partnership, again, with Council for Federal Cannabis Regulation. We're going to have the Last Prisoner Projects, Natalie Papillion here, uh, as well as the People's Ecosystems, Christine De La Rosa, two massive giants in this space when it comes to um, equality, social equity, decriminalization, uh, especially uh, and equal opportunity. Uh, and they're going to talk about where we are, the opportunity behind that and much, much more. Uh, so for Eastern time, uh, but that's going to be, I think, a, a really, really fantastic conversation. And we are going to approach it mm-hmm. from the investor sense, uh, from the business yes. sense. Uh, and I think that is important to note. That being said, Javi... Any other news you want to shout out before we bring on yeah, our just, guest today? Who, guys, you got to stay on for this. This guy's so cool. What he does is so cool. But, Javi, anything else you want to say, man?
2: Rapid fire. Uh, the GOJ wants a federal court to dismiss Nikki Fried's Florida gun cannabis combo lawsuit. She filed a lawsuit arguing that people should not have to decide between getting medical cannabis and Uh, gun ownership. Uh, The Department of Justice says that we can't really uh, trust the judgment of weed users, which I think is ridiculous, but more to discuss there for sure. Uh, We also talked about legalization in Colombia. The CEO at um, Cleverleaf says uh, exports might land at your doorstep very soon. We also looked a little bit into the, the pot, like what, what's the position of the new president, Gustavo Petro, on cannabis. You can go to Benzinga.com slash cannabis to find uh, both of the news items. A big shout out to Berner, a member of the Benzinga Cannabis or Benzinga Psychedelics Advisory Council and member of El Planteo's Advisory Council as well. They opened a new cookie store in Florida, in Miami. Woo! Um, you can find it at 8303 bird road in miami florida opening on august thirteenth, and finally some sad news i think you all heard but um olivia newton john passed at age 73 um she was a big defensor and, and, and big advocate for for cannabis and and it's different uses for for cancer so that's why you know i'm bringing it up here it's a uh, it's a big loss for the world in general, and I think the the cannabis movement in particular. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, my my love to their family.
0: Yeah, a yeah, good good shout out there, man. Uh, we definitely all need to acknowledge that today. It's, honestly, I was so sad when that happened, as we all were, I think. So, with that, Javier, let's move into a lighter note, an awesome conversation. Who do we got today? I always do the introduction. Javier, give give us your best, Javier. Drum roll, sure. bring him in.
2: Today, we have Mr. Max Kobe. He's the CEO of Abstracts. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Mr. Aaron Thomas, birthday boy. Let's cue up our guest.
0: There he is, Max. What's up, man? Hey,
1: what's up, guys? Elliot, Hobby, Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. here. Welcome.
0: I think you've been on before, but I feel like it's been like two years, so I'm not sure that counts. Yeah, maybe
1: last year. Last year at some point in time, I'm sure. Last year.
0: Yeah, well, we we don't talk about those weird pandemic times,
1: Uh,
0: (laughs) awkward, awkward stages, but it it brought us Cannabis Insider, so we're thrilled to have you, man. So with that, I'm going to stop mumbling. Tell us about you, man. Tell us about Abstracts.
1: Well, Abstracts—we're uh, pioneering uh, terpenes and aroma compounds in cannabis, hops, and other botanicals to help uh, brands create these really amazing product experiences. Functional-based flavor systems is what we specialize in. Terpenes is our niche, and we uh, really focus on re- exploratory research of these valuable aroma compounds to really help users understand what makes a cannabis experience unique and special. And and how, how it differentiates one from the other.
2: You know, can, can you explain uh, you know briefly for, for viewers, those who might not be familiar with terpenes, what they are, what they do, and what they can be used for, right? Because uh, we're seeing a lot of applications for terpenes nowadays, people extracting them, selling them separately. And, and for many, it's, it's hard to grasp really what they are, what they mean, and why are they selling these like cannabis aromas, quote unquote. You know, or plants aromas in general, separately sure. with standalone products.
1: Yeah, I mean it starts with essential oils. You know, terpenes are these naturally occurring aroma compounds that provide flavor, aroma, and functionality. So, you know, a lot of citrus has terpenes naturally occurring. All, all different types of plants have terpenes that contribute to their aroma. It's a plant's natural defense system, but it's a naturally occurring compound around the world. Um, the same terpenes that are found in cannabis are found in the cousin of hops that are found in other plants all around the world, so this, you know the chemistry is the same at at some point. but the unique thing about cannabis is it's one of the most abundant sources of terpenes in the entire world, and there's this wide array of these potential potentially medicinal compounds that also contribute to flavor and aroma and so when you're talking about the entourage effect a lot of people like to refer to you know that synergistic effect between terpenes and cannabinoids and how they work together with your system to you know manage your mood and help you feel you know a little bit different depending on the type of experience uh, you're going after
0: so let's And look at this, even in another light here, I'm going to throw a storyline at you from yesterday, uh, just to get your honest, genuine reaction. It has to be one of the funniest storylines I think I've seen in a while Um, in a UK based study, non-scientific study, more just uh, taking like a 1500 sample group, um, looking at buying real estate, Um, they said, you know, they, they said, what are your favorite smells when you walk into a house? baked bread, uh, things of that nature, probably like maple, different things that, you know, it was obvious. Least favorite things that would make them less inclined, 55% said if they smelled cannabis in a place that they were looking to buy, they wouldn't buy it. Um, now, I would imagine that that is somewhat something you're fixing, right? It, in terms of just thinking of it from a product standpoint and from a lack of consumer standpoint or consumer knowledge standpoint. That's something that you guys are are making more friendly.
1: Yeah, I mean it's scent marketing at its finest. I mean, what you're promoting is this sensorial experience, right? Is what you're trying to capture. It doesn't matter if it's a vape pen or if it's a beverage or if it's a diffuser with your essential oil. You all you're really trying to fulfill your senses with this product. It doesn't have to smell or taste like cannabis to make you feel uplifted or calm. You walk through the forest and through the pine trees and you feel you know at peace you feel uplifted you know you're, you're inhaling you're consuming terpenes and so you know i like to tell you you know a quick story maybe to help bring this into into center here but last night we had this amazing dinner at the secret supper with the herbal chef um, and he's been big advocate for combining terpenes with food and creating mm-hmm. these really cool culinary experiences he's trying to be one of the first michelin star chefs for food and we go there and it's not only do you have the dried ice with the terpenes in there that smell like grapefruit you know that are you know nice citrus tones coming off there but then you're having a drink and a beverage that has a complementary uh flavor in it and with the terpene blend and and together with the cannabis it really creates a unique experience then he also has music playing in the background and so you're really engaging your senses whereas and what we can learn from this is that You know, cannabis is a guide and so we're studying over, you know, 500 compounds in cannabis and doing these downstream studies, isolating these different, these various terpenes and studying their effects on animals and, you know, how does a specific combination of terpenes create an uplifting mood or how does you know, it fosters sleep or how does it create creativity without tasting like cannabis? Because there's, you know, you're right. Not everybody wants to taste like cannabis. Maybe they want to taste like beer. Maybe they want to taste like Uh alcohol without the alcohol. Maybe they want to taste like strawberries or blueberries. But at the end of the day, what we're looking to do is create functional flavoring systems to help with mood management. And so we've, you know, one of the gentlemen that we uh, brought onto the team was Dr. Avery Gilbert you know, world-leading sensory psychologist, Wikipedia pages, known as Dr. Smell, and he pioneered this, you know, blind scent impression study, kind of like what you're talking about, where, you know, you have a user group come in and you do blind scent impressions of different products and you ask them how that made them feel and, you know, what is it that, um, you know, they're picking up on, good or bad, and it was really interesting to correlate the results that, You know, we developed, uh, you know, an array of, you know, mood specific terpene blends leveraging AI and million data points from different consumer reviews using cannabis products. But at the end of the day, we have these terpene blends that are used in all different types of consumer products that taste nothing like cannabis that, you know, we continue to do research and improve upon to really help consumer products elevate the experience because, Everything has flavor, but what if that flavor had function, right? So there's so much more benefits to cannabis outside the plant than just you know that traditional atypical cannabis experience.
2: You say, you know what if the flavor had function, which I think you know you you walk me into my next question, right? Like uh, when, when I gave you know my mother uh, a cannabis product to try or or other you know, uh, adult people, you know, people who are uh, older than I am in in many ways or have not experimented with cannabis as much. And they would go like, okay, I love this, whatever, beverage, vape pen, whatever it was, but I don't like the taste. And I was like, dude, this tastes like the best weed I've ever tried. This is awesome. I get the full flavor and everything. And they were like, yeah, I find it weird. It's an acquired taste, right? Like like many others, Uh, like maybe coffee or something, right? then and then i gave these same people some products that include your terpenes i'm not going to say which brand but i know you work with GTI, you work with juana you work with cherubinsky's with king's garden i gave them one of these products and they were like oh this tastes completely different right it tastes like mint or it tastes like peaches or whatever right and that is one side of it the taste itself right for many people it's not particularly uh they they don't love it now When it goes to function, right, we understand that inserting terpenes in in many of these formulations comes with additional functionality. But what are the benefits of, like, you know, inserting terpenes into these formulations? Why do we need to do it, right? Why do we need to go through the process of extracting certain cannabinoids, losing all the taste, and then reinserting it, right? That is a question I get a lot. Like, why don't we just keep the entire plant, go like, okay, process it, have it keep the entire flavor, and make it into a product, for instance.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a certain demographic that appreciates craft beer, you know, and there's a certain demographic that likes a consistent user experience that they can go and get. I think in this industry, because we're selling, you know, a an experience to users, especially for those that are new, um, it can be intimidating, right? And so if they find an experience that they really enjoy, the key to building consumer trust in this industry is by building a product that is consistent targeted repeatable and scalable right and so at the end of the day if if you're extracting you're you're growing cannabis in california it's gonna be really hard to mimic that same plant in other states especially you know let alone trying to standardize the extraction processes of that when you know the plant varies just from the top to the bottom from all different types of curing conditions and growing conditions can affect it so if you really want a consistent product and you start going down the standardization post-processing refinement it's still a completely all-natural product but you're making it consistently taste good feel good um, you know and smell the same way every single time
2: i have a couple um, of questions follow up sorry sure. Just. It's a quick one. I think it's a yes or no question. I think from my from where I stand, the answer is yes. But rustic ale or rustic a- alley or something asks if, if independent terpenes can be ag- ex- isolated and extracted. Um, Absolutely, cool. Okay, perfect. <laughs> that was actually my first question. I was also gonna to, gonna read
0: that.
1: Um, so so we, we actually we actually so in cannabis at our analytical lab that we built and we do three D, you know. Um, analytical science over there we have we analyzed four to five hundred different terpene isolates and aroma compounds in cannabis we discovered canna published some papers on what files are and the origin of the cannabis skunky aroma and we also isolate all those compounds too we, we have discovered a number of new compounds in cannabis of terpenes and other aromas that we have to actually isolate to even id them um in order to create these compounds outside of cannabis or to isolate them outside of cannabis or isolate them within cannabis it's not always the easiest thing to do isolating things within cannabis but that's where it always starts and in order for us to standardize our ingredients and our formulations that are really using compounds that are natively found in cannabis we have to standardize the extraction distillation parameters for every single one of those compounds and so we're standardizing hundreds of natural compounds down to the isolates to try and create the highest purity. And it's been, you know, probably one of the biggest reasons why we've been able to help brands create a consistent product experience using all natural ingredients. Um, It's definitely
0: been a challenge. Absolutely. Um, So let's end. We have a couple more minutes here. Can you just give us a sense of where you're going now? I know there's a lot we're going to, but please touch on what else you're doing because you're not just focused on one industry on one product you guys are doing a ton so please uh four is yours to let us know what's going on
1: yeah i think you know helping cannabis brands number one empowering them with uh, research and information and the ability to grow outside the restrictions of their state boundaries to create uh, products inspired by cannabis within the alcohol beverage beer world i think a really cool event that we had recently was the 420 Festival with Blue Point, which is uh, Anheuser's largest craft brewery on the East Coast out of New York. They did a whole 420 Festival featuring the Gelato Drip Beer with Sherbinsky's. That was a really cool collaboration for us to you know, capture the essence of cannabis within alcohol without any uh, cannabis uh, in the product at all. So that was really fun. Um, we've been applying our technology to extracting hops and you know, recreating some of the most um, popular hop profiles out there to help innovate craft beer and the way that we're dry hopping beer. It's really, um, really a a novel uh, concept to help brewers create a craft beer at scale year round worldwide at a fraction of the cost. Really, the limitation is an annual hop harvest, and there's a lot of environmental Factors at play there. And so, our solutions is helping to standardize in Jurassic Park the best versions of these varietals to really empower the brewer. And so, and I think probably the last thing that's most interesting to me is, you know, really harnessing the benefits of terpenes and cannabis outside of cannabis to create functional flavoring systems. So, we've developed some flowable powder technology. That's water soluble and allows us to combine cannabinoids with terpenes and flavors and other actives to help create really some interesting products, whether it's a crystallite stick pack or a type of liquid IV product for recovery, or really just enhancing the functionality of powderized products. And this is really helping to uh, improve the function of um, edibles and beverages and anything that's using that type of form factor. Um, and we're doing a lot of research in Israel to help support these products to really prove functional flavorings is a thing through ingestions. There's a lot of anecdotal data through you know, inhalation. We know that we feel differently when we consume different terpenes, but how does that work mm-hmm. through ingestion? How long does it last in my system? How much do we need to ingest? Um, and what we found is that there's a wide variety of uh, benefits to consuming terpenes and they do in fact work in beverages and you we're know, really excited about continuing to explore those those opportunities and educating the industry and empowering them with uh, some cool products.
2: Very cool. I know we're over time, but I have two quick questions I need to ask you. Uh, one is by the way, a shout out to ghetto crypto for the kind words in the chat. And one question, quick question from the chat and one from me to close it up. Lord Byron wants to know how much does it matter if terpenes are botanical or cannabis derived? You touched on that a little bit. But would you mind? Sure. Absolutely. I, you know, I think the reality
1: is, you know, we sell cannabis derived terpenes in California. Um, We sell botanical derived versions, analogs of those outside of California. When we do the Pepsi challenge, actually most people will pick the botanical versions of them without knowing if it's the identical version. Now I'll say, you know, we're identifying four to 500 different compounds beyond terpenes. We're isolating them, we're purifying them, we're replicating it so that it's, Almost indistinguishable. Personally, I like to create these optimized cannabis extracts that are the future of craft cocktails for cannabis, which is combining the best of both worlds. It's a nice quality cannabis extract paired with a nice, um, you know, fruit flavor that's meant for inhalation, or a nice pairing, you know, berry gelato is more popular than regular gelato, pineapple express. There's all these mainstream flavors that people have affinities for, so you know, whether it's the next Mango GMO or the Strawberry Sour Diesel, I think there's a future for craft cannabis to innovate and create some cool flavor experiences that people will enjoy.
2: My last one, and I'll call it up. I promise, I promise, I promise. But uh, you were talking about terpene-infused uh, beverages like beers, right? And, and I've tried quite a few. Um, and I gotta be honest, no beer has smelled more like weed than a Heineken maybe it's so yeah. true Why, like, so you're true. Heineken and it smells like skunk weed right like did, why did is you, it did you, did you
1: try did it, you try the dr dank one i'm just curious
2: dr dank
1: dr dank yeah from wicked weed no.
2: i have not well you said wicked weed
1: oh yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah yeah you gotta try them it's an anheuser craft brew as well but the, the, try that one and let me know what you think but yeah i mean heineken um i don't want to say too much but you know heineken They, you know, there's something that actually Abstracts, you know, discovered and published on was the discovery of canisulfurs in cannabis. And it's these thiols in cannabis that aren't terpenes, a different class of aroma compounds that are sulfur compounds. And that's really the origin of these skunky aroma compounds. And in Heineken, you're going to find more of those thiols and different compounds that are contributing to that skunkiness flavor.
0: Awesome. I think that's all, Javi. i cut you off. You're nerding out. I can't. It's fine. Max, you're you're nerding our head of content out over here. Uh, (laughs) But, Max, this has been awesome, man. we got to have you back sooner than a year from now. Please keep us updated on what you're doing. Uh, I'm a big craft beer guy personally, so for sure your boy will support you there. Uh, But, Max Covey, CEO Abstracts, thank you, sir, very much for joining us. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Thank you. Y'all, you brought the questions today. I love it. Who knew terpenes would get you guys going? And got you going too, apparently, Javi. <laughs> I
2: love it. I love it. And honestly, it was a question I always have. It's like I I, I bust open a Heineken or a Stella Artron and I go like, this smells like weed.
0: Definitely Heineken though. I
2: mean Stella, yes. And the, the wheat beer. Heineken hundred like, percent. Like wheat beers for sure.
0: Yeah, uh, They got that hoppiness to them. But regardless, y'all, this has been fun. We're five minutes over today. We are never on time, uh, but that's okay. We <laughs> like talking about cannabis. Oh, we God God.
2: To
0: yeah, yeah, there we go. Oh. Awesome. So with that, Javi, Thursday, great panel. Tune in. Uh, industry leaders in what we're talking about on Thursday. Sign up for Cannabis Daily Newsletter. You get it every day around 11, 30, 12 Eastern time. Javi, anything you want to say before we sign off?
2: Benzinga.com slash cannabis for your daily dose of cannabis news. BZcannabis.com to join us in Chicago, September 13 and 14 Benzinga cannabis capital conference returns for its 15th, yes, 15th edition and it'll be better than ever. It's the best. The best the event best. you can go to. How are you bringing me in, in, <laughs> in the, the, the entire day. freaking world. This is justified. There's no other cannabis event uh, where you'll see more money raised, more deals closed, more people close partnerships. This is mm-hmm. high level stuff. Be there or be square. Hope to see you. And that's it for me. Nothing else ah. to
0: say but happy belated birthday, producer At. With that, we're signing off.
2: We love you. <clears throat>